listening to Beyond the Game. I love you guys. love the program. You're already famous in Rochester, but watch out world. It's a faith-based sports radio program. That's the dumbest thing I could think of. I love everything about it. The, the, the beards, the handshakes. That just means I'm never leaving my kids alone with you. The ladies are digging my sweet bass. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello, everybody. Along with Zach Barletta, I'm Rick Benson. Welcome into the Beyond the Game program. So glad to have you along with us for the next half hour or so. We'll talk sports from a faith-based point of view. BTGprogram.com or at BTGprogram. Busy show coming up later. We'll talk with Andrew Dorr. He is the head coach at Roberts Wesleyan College for their very successful cross-country running programs, both the men and the women, recently winning their sixth straight conference title, and both head to Philadelphia this weekend to take part in the National East Regions, ranked number one in the region. But before we talk to Andrew, let's get into this week's show. The Los Angeles Clippers on Wednesday night hosted and lost to the Milwaukee Bucks, 129-124 at the Staples Center. And for the second time in a week on this young season, the Clippers sat star Kawhi Leonard as part of their load management program. Head coach Doc Rivers explained that, quote, he feels great, but he feels great because of what we're doing. He added that we just got to continue to do it. There's no concern here. We want to make sure Kawhi made the statement that he has never felt better. It's our job to make sure he stays that way. Now, many fans, including a national television audience via ESPN, were disappointed. They had looked forward to a matchup of two of the league's very best going up against each other. Milwaukee's Giannis Antetokounmpo said, I was excited to play one of the best players in the league. That gets you hyped and brings the best out of you. But I'm not going to say I was disappointed. If Kawhi is playing, you're going to have a tough night. Without Kawhi on the court to worry about, Antetokounmpo scored 38 points with 16 rebounds and 9 assists, and again, the Bucks won. You wonder how much of a difference Kawhi would have made. Early season, I get it. Maybe the game doesn't mean all that much come the end of the year, but maybe it does. Sometimes late in the season, you look back on those early season games, and maybe there's one or two in there that you regret letting get away. We don't hear discussions about load management in baseball, and yet guys sometimes take a game a week off, especially catchers. But I understand. It's a catcher position. I understand it's 162 games compared to 82 in the NBA. But still, we're not talking about it in baseball. We talk about it in basketball. Load management is a hot topic. New York Knicks head coach David Fisdale, he's been questioned for playing his rookie star, R.J. Barrett, too many minutes, and his response is this, quote, we got to get off this load management crap. Latrell Sprewell averaged 42 minutes for a season. This kid is 19. Drop it already. Orlando Magic coach Steve Clifford, he said that his players are always expected to play. He added it was the same when he used to coach at Charlotte and that it came directly from team owner Michael Jordan. Clifford said, being with Michael and Charlotte, Michael used to tell him every year, you're paid to play 82 games. We've seen recent stars of the game celebrating the fact that they played 82 games in a season, like it hadn't ever been done before. I heard one person arguing that ultimately this is going to cost the players because it's going to have an effect on their season and career numbers and therefore have an effect on their contract. I don't buy that a bit. It'll have an effect on their numbers, of course. You're not playing in the game. But a dominant player is a dominant player. I have no problem with a guy taking a game off here or there. But this early in the season, I do kind of raise my eyebrow at having to take off two games within a week. 
but it's none of my business. Like I said, I, I really don't have a problem with a guy taking a game off here or there. I have no problem with a guy who plays every single game on the schedule. I think it comes down to communication between the team's medical staff, the player, and the coach. If there's fatigue or soreness, it's probably best to rest that player. And, of course, if that was the case with Kawhi Leonard, he would have had a conversation. You would think he'd had a conversation with the team's medical staff and with Doc Rivers. That's up to them. By comparison, if the player is feeling good, then there probably isn't a need to sit a guy just to sit a guy. And, of course, there's a big difference, we all know, between a 20-year-old and a 35-year-old. I make a similar comparison in our walks of faith. We all know that as believers, we need to show the love of Christ by serving others. We're saved to serve, so to speak. Galatians chapter 5, verse 13 says, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. We have a job to do. And yes, we need to be concerned about overextending ourselves, but we need to remember what it is we've been called to. Paul says in Philippians 3.14, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You don't need to volunteer every time there's a need. Burnout's a very real thing. It's a very real thing in ministry. But we need to run the race before us with all the diligence and endurance we can muster. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. My point is this. Whenever the opportunity is in front of us to tell people about Jesus, we must press forward and do so. Whenever the opportunity is in front of us to do good to other people, to serve them, to love them, we need to not let something or someone be our excuse not to do it. Galatians chapter 5, verse 7 says, You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? Don't feel like you have to answer the call to take that extra shift in the school nursery every time it comes up. That is, unless, of course, you're not doing anything at all. And while it's not my place to determine what or how much you should be doing, I do know that you need to be doing something. Acts chapter 20, verse 24 says, But none of these things move me. Neither count my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus Christ to testify the gospel of the grace of God. But sharing the gospel is of utmost importance. It is never an acceptable option to grow weary of telling people about Jesus. Without the forgiveness of sins, they remain mired in the debt of their disobedience towards God and condemned to hell which is why Jesus commands us to teach the world about him. In Matthew 28, 19 and 20, the Great Commission, Go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. If you've never placed your faith in Jesus Christ for forgiveness of sins, he calls to you, and there is no better time than right now. Because of sin in our life, God's standard of holiness is completely unobtainable by ourselves, but Jesus Christ makes it possible to anyone who calls on his name. Romans 10.13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus Christ shed his blood on the cross, giving up his life to pay the penalty of your sins and mine. When sins are forgiven, when God looks at you, he no longer sees your sins and wretchedness but instead he sees the holiness of Christ transferred onto you. 
Jesus' death and resurrection makes it possible to go to heaven if we accept the free gift he offers. John 3, 16 and 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent his Son not into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. The gift of eternal life in heaven is just that. It's a free gift. It can't be earned. Salvation then can only be gained by asking God to forgive you and accepting by believing that Jesus Christ is Lord. If you want to be forgiven of your sins and you want to spend eternity in heaven, then admit to God that you are a sinner and ask him to forgive you. The Bible promises that by confessing our sins, God will forgive us. 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. Pray to God, admit your sin and guilt. Tell him that you believe that Jesus died on the cross for you and that he was buried and rose again. And ask God to forgive you of your sins and ask him to help you repenting from further sin. And if there's some way we can help, by all means, if there's something we can pray about for you, please let us know. You can always reach out to us through our website, btgprogram.com. We'll be back in just a bit. Along with Zach Barletta, I'm Rick Benson. This is the Beyond the Game program. Let's take a look back now on the week in Roberts Wesleyan College Athletics. This is the Red Hawks recap for the week covering up through Thursday, November 7th. The Red Hawks recap is being brought to you by Roberts Wesleyan College. Junior Kayla Cowan earned a spot on the all-tournament team and finished second overall en route to leading the Roberts Wesleyan women's bowling team to a fourth-place finish at the Medale Invitational last weekend. Teammate and fellow junior Sarah Gherkin placed 10th overall. Saturday was a bit of a tough day for the various Red Hawks squads. Women's volleyball team lost 3-0, women's soccer lost 2-0, and the men's soccer team lost 4-0 all on the road against Mercy College. Sunday was a different day, however, as the women's volleyball team visited Queens College and came away with their second win of the season, 3-2. Amanda Greenwood and Katherine Kirchniak each recorded 11 kills, while Rachel Holmes and Lauren Norwood notched five aces apiece. The women's soccer team bounced back in a big way on Wednesday at home by defeating Salem University 7-0. Israela Groves, Morgan Rosano, and Taylor Rutland scored two goals each and another being added by Emily Romig. And coming up in home action over the week ahead, it's kickoff weekend for the Red Hawks basketball teams. And though the men are on the road, the women will be home tomorrow, Saturday, November 9th, hosting Stonehill College. Game time is set for 5.30 p.m. The men will be making their home debut next Thursday, November 14th, taking on Edinburgh University of Pennsylvania at 7.30. Go on out to the terrific athletic facilities at Roberts Wesleyan College and support the Red Hawks. They are, after all, the only Division II college athletics program in Rochester. And you can stay up to date with all the Roberts Wesleyan athletics action at their website, robertsredhawks.com. You'll find news, scores, highlights, and more. And, of course, you can follow Roberts Wesleyan athletics on Twitter, at RWC Redhawks. This has been the Red Hawks recap, and it's been presented to you by Roberts Wesleyan College. 
If you know a high school athlete looking to become their best self, think Roberts Wesleyan College. Hi, I'm Dr. Dina Porterfield, president of Roberts. We recently won six conference titles. Our teams have made three NCAA national championship appearances and 96 student athletes were named East Coast All-Conference. And Roberts has the only NCAA Division II program in Greater Rochester. Tell the athlete in your life about Roberts. Visit roberts.edu. Hey, it's Zach. If you're a fan of Unsolved Mysteries, Mythical Monsters, Murder Whodunits, or just podcasts in general, check out my other show, The Myths and Mysteries Podcast. Every two weeks, my brother Spencer and I tell fascinating stories about topics like the Bermuda Triangle, JFK's assassination, chupacabras, serial killers, and more. You can find us by searching for Myths and Mysteries on iTunes or Google Play or on our website, mythsandmysteriespod.com. Don't forget to click subscribe and leave us a review to let us know what you think. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Myths Podcast. So go check out the Myths and Mysteries podcast, and we'll see you next time. Welcome back into the Beyond the Game program. I am so pleased to be able to welcome back into the program Andrew Dore. Andrew coaches the cross-country teams at Roberts Wesleyan College. Andrew, thanks again for coming on and joining us. Thanks, Rick. It's great to be back. Thanks for thinking of us. The men and women have each recently won their sixth straight conference title, six in a row. Congratulations. Is, is this latest one any more or any less special than the previous five? <laughs> more or less special i feel like there's uh there's only one right answer to that question um <laughs> uh i i guess this is the way that i feel um i don't think the number um really has any impact on how special any one of them is um i think you know along the way it's always like how difficult or uncertain or precarious i guess the the pathway was to get to that title um i guess when i look back there's a few that stick out in my mind um and you know as like the most special and i think one we ended up winning by one point and the other i you know had pretty much resigned to losing ahead of time and then our kids rose to the challenge so um i think those are the most exciting ones uh the ones that are most memorable um you know this one um was you know, did, didn't have one of those characteristics um, that make it stand out, but uh, it's fun nonetheless, of course. Six in a row, no matter how you look at it, is great success. What has been the key to sustaining that success? I think that, um, you know, for us fighting for the right culture and environment within the program, um, there are so many factors at play, like, you know, pitfalls along the way, distractions. Um, sometimes I feel like it's a constant battle just to keep everyone on the same path and head in the right direction. So I would say, um, that, that maybe that's, that's kind of the one thing that I could, that I could pinpoint there along the way is, is just that constant fight of, of trying to make sure that, that we're doing the right things the right way. And this weekend you head for Philadelphia to compete in the national East regionals and both teams the men and the women heading there as the top seed. Does that happen to add any additional pressure either to you as a coach, the team as a whole, or the runners individually? Definitely to me as a coach. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I have a I have a newborn, um, and so, you know, it's not uncommon for me to wake up in the middle of the night. Um, but, uh, you know, this also wakes me up, uh, too, or it keeps me up after, after, uh, after Asher wakes me up. Um, 
yeah, you know, I, I do. I feel it. Um, I, I feel like for for the the kids, though, I don't think it added any pressure. I think especially on the men's side, uh, it gave them a, a level of confidence that, that they – that they needed um, over the last few years. So we, we have a number of seniors on the, on the men's side who have been like on the brink before, like been the fourth or fifth team. Um, uh, and uh, the top three teams go on to national. So being the fourth or fifth team means that you're kind of right on the brink there. And uh, you know, so they've been there before they, they, they are by no means overconfident. Um, so I think this was, this was, uh, they, they only got ranked number one just right after the conference meet. So all season long, uh, they've been ranked in the top three or four, but never won. Um, the women have been ranked first the whole season. So I think they've kind of gotten used to it by now. Um, but the here's the big thing uh is that we haven't faced off against any of our top com, uh, the, uh top competitors um so you know it it's it's a ranking based on what what the rankers see um but uh boy there's a lot of uncertainty so we don't know we'll have to just uh, it's like any athletic competition um anything can happen out there we're talking with Andrew Dorr, head coach for Roberts Wesleyan College's cross-country teams. Last time you were on the program, I, I know we talked about this, and I know that you involve yourself in the lives of your athletes. Knowing you, I know that you invest in them as runners, as students, and, and just in general as people. What do you think brings you the most satisfaction in seeing a young person excel at? Well, you know, I, I do. I get to know these students um, very well. Um, I do get involved um, many times more than I'd like. Um, you know, I would say knowing like that I have a unique role as a coach, um, there's obviously – more important things in life than running. Um, but as, but as a coach, I, that's my unique relationship with them. So I think it's, it's, it's really an easy question for me to answer. Um, and, and simply put, I would say what brings the most satisfaction to me is success after long suffering. Um, there are so many times of discouragement, uh, disappointment, like injuries, emotional stuff. There's so much that can hold any of these runners back that can hold any of us back. Um, much of which, you know, we can't really prevent. Uh, so I see these kids withstand long periods of struggle and sometimes I get to see them on the other side of it. Um, you know, like when they finally achieve something that, you know, maybe really satisfies them. So I, I think that's probably the, the best part of coaching for me is, is seeing them, seeing them struggle for a long time and to, to, provide support and encouragement and, you know, and advice and then finally to get through that, to get over the obstacle, whatever it is, to, you know, to a, a healthy level of, of contentment in, in whatever, whether that's running fast times or or in just kind of figuring things out. From year to year, obviously, the makeup of the team is different. The roster changes. Is there some way that you see God working through this particular group of runners? Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I think that... Um, you know, I feel really good about the team uh, this year. Um, I feel like we have a great group of leaders who are keeping the team as a whole on track. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, we can't do that um, without God working in each one of the lives of the, of the runners. Um, you know, additionally, I, I, you know, we're really being blessed in terms of our, of our team performance and, and the success of the runners. Um, every year is different. We, some years are more challenging than others. Um, 
in all things, give thanks, right? And, uh, you know, that I guess we're thankful this year that that's easy to do, um, that that's easy, easy to give thanks for um, for the, the success and, and the fact that uh, that our challenges as a team have been limited this year. So, you know, I feel really good about, about the, the culture of the team and, and the way that they're interacting with each other, the relationships, the the lack of some of the negative things that often – you know, are, are present in a, in a big group of people. Um, and then the fact that, uh, that we're, we're running really well and, and, and people are enjoying the sport on top of it. As you and your team get ready to head for Philadelphia, how can we pray for you? Yeah, well, uh, well, thanks for asking. Um, yeah. So, uh, um, I think, you know, there's a number of ways, uh, you know, please continue to pray um, that our program um, would be able to continue to provide an environment for for students who who come from uh, Christian homes and who are looking specifically for a Christian environment, but also to be a, a, a really good uh, place for those who um, who maybe don't know what they're getting into when they, when they join a team at a Christian college and that, uh, that we would continue to be able to remain who we are and, and, and have that influence on, on the, the runners on the team. Um, and then specifically that, uh, that this would be, um, an exciting experience, um, this weekend for our runners and that, uh, cause what I, what I have learned over, over the years is that, um, that God can work through uh, through the sport um, and uh, whatever sport that is, but but I see it specifically in in cross country and track and field, in that uh, you know when runners uh, can can achieve success, um, then they can have a really good time in an environment and a really good time with the people around them, and those relationships are healthy, um, and then that that leads down a, a good pathway. So um, so I guess in those two ways. Andrew, thanks so much for taking time out of your day to join us here on the Beyond the Game program. I wish you and your team all the best this weekend, and congratulations to you and your wife on a newborn. Yeah, great. Thanks, Rick. Thanks for having me. That's Andrew Doerr. He coaches cross-country at Roberts Wesleyan College. Six straight conference titles, both the men and the women. They're heading to Philadelphia. Both are as the top seed in the East to compete at the National East Regionals. What a program they have. What a great job by Andrew, his wife, Jennifer, the AD, everybody there at Roberts. A terrific job with this cross-country program. Thanks so much to you for being with us. We'll be right back after this. I'm Rick Benson. He's Zach Barletta. You're listening to the Beyond the Game program. Do you know a high school athlete looking for a D2 college? Hi, I'm Dr. Dina Porterfield, president of Roberts Wesleyan College, where athletics are fundamental to our commitment to educate for character. Our athletic program is strong and getting stronger every year. We offer 17 varsity sports, from lacrosse and basketball to track and field and soccer, and the only Division II athletic program in the area. Tell the young athlete in your life about Roberts. Visit roberts.edu. It took me a long time to be able to say Chandler has cancer because that is such a scary word. When St. Jude finds something that works well with a certain cancer, they share that with everybody. And knowing that we don't have to pay for all of the medical expenses, that's huge. We just have to worry about helping Chandler and he's just my heart. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, finding cures, saving children. 
Learn more at stjude.org. Welcome back into the Beyond the Game program, btgprogram.com or at btgprogram. The program is recorded in the BTG studio in Rochester, New York. It's heard all around the world via podcast. Among the many places downloading last week's show was McMinnville, Oregon. 1998 World Series MVP for the New York Yankees, Scott Brocious is from that area. He's a member of the Oregon Sports Hall of Fame. The head football coach at Air Force, Troy Calhoun. He was born in McMinnville, Oregon, as was award-winning children's author Beverly Clearly, known for the Ramona series of books, as well as a number of books based on the Leave it to Beaver television series. She has a school named after her there, the very one she attended as a child. Ms. Clearly is currently 103 years old. I think there was a movie based on the Ramona character, which I think starred Selena Gomez. And something you might find interesting, Zach, is that McMinnville, Oregon, is known for the famous 1950 UFO photographs, cleverly known as the McMinnville UFO photographs. The truth, though, is that they were actually taken in a neighboring town, but McMinnville now hosts the second largest UFO festival in the United States, second only to Roswell, New Mexico, of course. To those of you listening in McMinnville, Oregon, and wherever it is you're listening from, we thank you for being with us. We like to end each week with something we found encouraging out of the world of sports, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 says, First of all, then, I urge that entreaties and prayers, petitions and thanksgivings be made on behalf of all men. I suspect there were many people praying for Andrew Jones. He missed most of the past two seasons while receiving treatment for leukemia, but this past week he rejoined the Texas basketball team and scored a career-high 20 points in 29 minutes in a Longhorn victory over Northern Colorado. He was diagnosed with leukemia, a month after its previous career-high best 19 points back in December 2017. Jones made two brief appearances last season while still undergoing treatment. Texas coach Shaka Smart said, I'm happy for Andrew. I'm happy for his family. Sometimes in life, when you're dealt a tough hand, it's really about how you respond. How true is that? Texas basketball player Andrew Jones returning to the court after fighting leukemia is what I like this week. What I liked this week was an apology from Hall of Famer and former Bills and Colts executive Bill Polian. Polian is the guy who famously said that Lamar Jackson should convert to wide receiver. Jackson, of course, is getting MVP consideration this year as his Baltimore Ravens are leading the AFC North and just ended the Patriots' undefeated season on Sunday. According to the USA Today, Polian now says of Lamar Jackson, quote, I used the old traditional quarterback standard. Bottom line, I was wrong. It's refreshing to see someone in the industry admit to having a bad take instead of doubling down to protect their reputation, as many have done with other quarterbacks in Jackson's 2018 draft class. So Bill Polian's apology is what I liked this week. Well, thanks so much for being with us this week here on the Beyond the Game program. Please don't forget, this radio program is only on the air thanks to the generous support of our listeners. It's because of your prayers and your financial gifts that make the Beyond the Game program possible. Please pray about becoming a supporter of this radio ministry. And if you do feel led to give a financial gift of any amount, please visit our website, btgprogram.com. And can I just say it this way? We need your support. For Zach Barletta, I'm Rick Benson. Lord willing, we'll be back together again next week right here at the same time. Be bold and be great this week, everybody. Everybody.